But he always was like, yeah, I want to listen to Misfits, man, because they're tight. That's how you talk <laughs> exactly. back then. <laughs> I sound like a, a really stupid Tom DeLonge. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah that Poway accent. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music, and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where we get into a different album and we really get into it. We do all this research and we talk about it. And we try to have a good time while we're doing it. Uh, this week, this week we're getting into an album by The Used. But before we do, but before Mike we Demet. do that, we rank all of their albums because why the fuck not? We're doing we're ranking their eight albums from worst best to best. But also, if uh, if you want to skip around, if you want to just get to the album, get to the meat and potatoes, there are timestamps in the description if you want to just skip around. So go do that. I don't care. Well, actually, I do care. I want you to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> but uh, go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. And uh, my name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there in the ether, is Jeff. Now, Jeff, let's... Uh, through that. Yeah, you just, I mean, who what, wants to listen to all this going intro stuff? It's on. Not that, I love it. That's like the only reason not, why I enjoy doing this is to listen to the intros. It's to listen to me me go on and on yes. and on. Yes. And then make fun of me? Yes. Like, makes sense. Yes. Makes sense. So that's why I run through it so quickly. Because when I listen to a podcast, I don't want to listen to a five-minute intro. I want to get to the meat and potatoes. Boy, I want to have still, a good time. You are still introing. I'm still introing. I'm still, still going. And you're not stopping me. You're just letting me... Letting me sink like every week. Stop every Break fucking it down. week. No. Okay, let's get into um, let's ra- let's rank all the albums by the used, <laughs> and then we'll get into the main album. Sound good? Yeah. Sound good? Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. All right, that sounds like something we could so, do. So, you go first. From what is what is the worst <sighs> record from the used? I am nervous, mm. kind of. So let's let's mm. go. Okay. Um, there wasn't delay. I was just thinking. I know. Um, how to, how I to, you had how it all written down, but that's okay. Too. How to say this? How to say this? Uh, this. So there are eight albums that we're going to rank. Idiot. Correct. I've said that like three times, but yes, correct. I don't think you did. Right. I think you said it zero I did. times. No, I did. Did you? Yes, I said it like three times already. Okay. But anyway, continue. To talk. Um, so it wasn't a joke. It was just name. That's fine. So there is only one album that was bad, <laughs> like bad. Just oh my god, like garbage. Here it comes. So this is number eight. Number eight is artwork. Okay. Not okay. heartwork. Artwork. Artwork. Yes, artwork. artwork. This was so boring. All of all of the sounds here blended together into one giant mush. And it got to the point where mm-hmm. I had no idea that songs were even progressing because <laughs> like everything was so blown out of proportion like the symbols were so loud and there was just so constant that i had no idea where something started and something ended and it was just such a weird direction to take after liars and before before vulnerable i just didn't get it i didn't understand it it just yeah. it didn't need to be there and like this album was so bad and i did not like this at all 
And so Not I was... Not even one song was salvageable? No. And, and this is where the Sloan quote comes in. So on the way home from, from visiting California, I listened to a lot of used, and yeah. this was brutal. This is... After this was over, I put on like two or three other albums to get this taste out of my mouth. But then we got <laughs> home, and, and Sloan's like, oh, dude, like, what was that band that you played? And so I named off every band except for the used. He's like, no, no, no. He says, no, like something about a cross... And I was like, I don't know. So then I, I just typed in the use, just thinking that maybe that's what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And then Cross, and this song came up, of course, on their worst fucking album. It actually worked out because I could not pick a song from this album that I liked because I, dude, I really did not enjoy this at all. So on the Cross, I picked because I asked Sloan what he thought was good about it. And he said, because it sounded like emo stuff. So, (laughs) (laughs) oh God! There you go, baby. On the cross, because it sounds like emo stuff. Sounds like emo stuff. Like, what a guy! What a guy! But that album, I would all the insight. I I would be, I would be hard pressed to give that album even a one. Dang, that bad, huh? You it was terrible. Yeah, that's that's honestly very surprising. All right, well. My uh, so not even one song, right? Not even one. No, I, I'm I'm not going to pick a song because I don't want to. <laughs> okay, my number eight is is also artwork. Yeah, I think this is a pretty bad album. It's not good. This is this is the first time that they decided not to have Feldy as the producer, and it really did not work for them. And this is why they went back to Feldy because I think that's why they did it because it just it sucks. It's so fucking boring. <laughs> there, there's only one song that I like on this one and that's blood on my hands because it it's actually has like a good melody it there's something there but honestly I haven't listened to this record in probably like 10 years when it came out and going back I'm like thinking oh fuck I hope it's better than I remember and it just was so boring it's not a good record not at all so I'm with you 100% on that one okay very very boring record and yeah I, I got nothing else to say it sucks you, you said a lot of the stuff I wanted to say so Let's move on to number seven. What do you got? All right. So after this point, things get a lot better, like a lot better. Mm-hmm. So number seven for me is Imaginary Enemy. Okay. I would like to pause for a little bit to see if I hear a gasp or anything. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm very careful now with, uh, with my gasps. Mm-hmm. Don't want to give too much away. So No, of course not. This one was weird because much like that A Day to Remember album that we did, Bad Vibrations, this one started off really good. But make okay. believe was when it really slowed down, and it just it never really recovered from that, and it kind of went from a good metalcore post hardcore sound to just really lame alt rock. But there were still some really okay. strong tunes in there. It was just kind of like ruined by like the music, like Kenna song. That had a really cool mm-hmm. tune, and it was really it was really catchy, but it was just way too fucking dramatic. <laughs> okay. Okay. But that's like this album entirely. Is, is that's it, dude? It started off so good. I was I was I was blown away, and I was really excited. But it tapered off very quick. Favorite song: a song to stifle imperial progression, the work in progress. That that's a solid dude, solid song. Yeah. This is the sound I was wanting to hear more of. It's it's this like <laughs> post hardcore leading into non annoying danceable metalcore, and it had that added mm-hmm. bonus of having that cool fun polka type beat. Where like the hi hats on the beat count, and then like the alternate, the bass and snare and the offbeat. So good, love that shit. Can't get enough of it. It's really good. No, I, I agree with you. That that song was very good. 
So would you would you put this album at a two? No. No. Okay. No. Okay. All right. Well, my number seven. Would you got anything else to say about Imaginary Enemy? No. That's that's it. No. You good? Okay. So my number seven is also Imaginary Enemy. Look at this. Oh damn. We're on we're on, we're on the same page. We're gonna doesn't we're happen gonna, often. We're gonna diverge very quickly. Very oh, I'm sure. Very soon. And it's gonna piss me off so much. <laughs> it's gonna make me so mad because I, dude, I swear to God, if you say hard work is like one or two, I'm gonna kill you. Uh, so yeah, Imaginary Enemy. This is like this is the. This is after artwork. There's two albums after artwork. This is when they're back with Feldy. And this is where you start to see, like, really start to see modern Feldy production. And it's it's a little off-putting. And I agree with you where the first half of the album is much better than the second half. Like, they really front-loaded that this record. And they really phoned it in on the second half. And I'm with you, too. A song to stifle the imperial progression. This yeah. is what the used do best. Yeah. Like, his screaming... He has one of the best screams in in music. Like I'm, I'm gonna, I'll say it right now. Him and Fred wow. Durst, him and Fred Durst have the best screams in in music. Just throwing that out there, they have the best screams. Okay. So I I love that song, but overall, the, this album is just like it's like an album of B sides from the album Vulner, Vulnerable, and that that's pretty much it. That's all I got. I mean, would you would you give it. this one a two? No, 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 okay. no, no, no. I wouldn't give. I wouldn't start the twos until I'll tell you when I start my twos. Okay. So what do you got for your number six? Uh, number six, this one was tough because there was, it was never bad, mm-hmm. but dude, it was so fucking long. And that is the Canyon. Ah, oh, you suck. Son of a bitch. Dude, like okay. this was so long. Well, it's this a double like album. an hour and a half. It's a double album. What are dude? you doing? Going through a lot. Oh my god, it was so long. It was never bad though. Nothing about this was bad. There was a lot more acoustic and longer songs, but you mm-hmm. kind of had to sift through a lot of these songs to find like the real good stuff, and that was kind of irritating. A lot of spoken word stuff, and I, I get. I think this was written after like a death, so I, I get like a lot of I don't know feelings that were going on. It was fine, dude. It was just really long, and that that's like my biggest complaint with it was it was just way too long. And like every song was like four or five minutes. I understand that. I understand that. Um, but yeah. over over and over again, this is this is one of those songs that I said like you had to sift through to find the good stuff. Like the ending ending parts of this were so damn good. There was some good staccato guitar playing with the melody that was kind of like arranged around the over and over lyric. Yeah, and it was really good. All right, I, I'm. I knew this wasn't going to be at your top toward the top but i thought it would be higher than this i honestly thought it'd be higher than your number six but it as long as really it's really long i i still can't believe one of these albums beat the canyon that's, <laughs> that's shocking to me <sighs> okay so my number six is heartwork their latest record uh when i first heard it when it came out i just i just absolutely despised it like i thought it was just such garbage and going back this week and listening to it, most of it is pretty bad, or like a good half of it is pretty bad. Like, like imaginary enemy, the first half was good, the second half was just eh, whatever. Heartwork, the first half is pretty damn good, the second half is just hot garbage. So, like, heartwork and imaginary enemy for me, like they're they're pretty much at the same level. I just had to put heartwork a little bit higher because it's a little bit more exciting, but barely. 
but yeah, no, this is just like typical Feldy of the last like four years since since he started working with Blink. And oh, dude, it's so bad. And like part of it, parts of it are just so fucking bad. <laughs> My favorite song on this one is the opening song, "The Paradise Lost," a poem for John Milton. That, that I remember that was the first song that was released uh, before the album came out, and I and I listened to it and I was like, oh fuck yeah, the used are back. Like this sounds like something that was off of "In Love and Death." Like I was super stoked for it. And then after hearing that and the rest of the record, I just remember thinking initially, this is just horrible, fucking horrible. And I will say too, the worst song by the used is on this record. Is it the Mark Hoppus song? It's the Mark Hoppus song. It's oh the lighthouse. God. The song is so fucking <laughs> bad. It is so <laughs> bad. And you probably fucking love That's probably your favorite song off this. This is probably your number one. You fucking <laughs> idiot. Oh, you're so dumb. I can't believe you put this as your number one. I know you did. I, it's like your number one or two. You're so fucking dumb. I know you did it. And I know I know you love Lighthouse because oh, you're such a dumbass. That song is so bad. I don't know why you like that song. I said anything yet. Dude, because I, I know it. I, I Can we play Lighthouse? Well, when I talk, I when it? I get into heart work, we can talk okay, about okay. it. Okay, we okay. Well, well, yeah, I want to play it because I, I want people to know how bad this fucking song is. It's it's awful. Okay, so that's my number six is heart work. I don't want to talk about it anymore. So what's your number five? Number five. Ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lies for the Liars. Okay. I, I was a little scared, but okay. There wasn't, th- there wasn't anything wrong with this. It was just a less good vulnerable and it just was, I don't know, it was, there are four albums that were better than it, but this was not a bad album. <laughs> and I had a good time listening to it, and there's a lot of songs in here that I remember, and I was like, oh yeah, because we kind of did use earlier in the pod. Yeah. And so it kind of brought me back to that point, and then the rest of the, or actually before this, the use brought me back to like early days, like high school and then out of high school, so it was, it's been a fun listen, but Lies for Liars... It's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. Um, my favorite song was Paralyzed. It was a good really? dance number. Paralyzed? That was heavy, still fun. Okay. I think the used okay. are at their best. Like Kind of like when you said um, for a song with Stifle and Imperial Progression, I think they're at their best when Bert is just screaming and the music yes. is, is, they're just doing like that straight, four to the floor constant bass drum over and over and over and over and then everyone's just going crazy and it's very loud it's not fast but it kind of gives you that that rushed feeling and it's just yeah. it's just chaotic I agree. that's why i, I like, totally that, agree that's why i like paralyzed paralyzed was cool it was a fun song it's it's a good song not the best but it's it's good for um, that album yeah it was the best <laughs> dude no <laughs> dude no uh, my my number. You got anything good? You good for no, oh, dude? Yeah, no, that's why it. Can I no, speak? go ahead. Keep going to uh, number five. This is pod talk. I'm just, it's a little different. I'm, I'm just pod talking is hard. Pod talking is hard. Uh, you putting hard work at number one is really difficult. Um, that's gonna kill you. Yeah, that may you dude, may die. You're so dumb. Uh, number five for me is lies for the liars. There we go again. We agree on this. Damn. I'm surprised. Color me surprised. I'm I'm surprised that you like Canyon so much because that is well I'll get to that unlike I'll get them to that. I'll get to that uh, lies for the liars this was you could tell the the shift in style because at this point they they had kicked out their original drummer Brandon who only played on the first two records and there's like this you could tell the style because Brandon was such like a an interesting drummer he had a lot of really interesting beats 
but the new guy actually didn't even play on this album but they had a session drummer on this one but there it after this it was more like just very basic beats nothing really that crazy or exciting so that there this is kind of like where the use kind of drop out they're, they're not they never really rekindle the first two albums but lies with lies is still it's still for the most part it's it's a solid output um my favorite song one of my favorite use songs is on this one it's wake the dead i think what they do on that song is really really cool it it kind of starts off heavy or like slow and then heavy and then there's some great screaming in it. There's that weird electronic part and some really cool harms with the other guys in the band. It's a really interesting song. They do a lot within like three and a half, four minutes, which is really cool. So I like that's one of my favorites of by this band in general. Oof. So yeah, that's my number five, Lies for the Liars. All right. So what do you got for your number four? Here number four is The Used. The album of the week, The Used. Is it really number it, four? Oh, that is so number dumb. four. Is is I can't believe. they're self entitled the used. I can't believe you would put. I mean, I could see you putting in love of death above it, but you putting fucking heart work above this. This isn't. This is. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna hang up with you. This is, fucking <laughs> this is stupid. Yeah, I can't believe you put this. In. Did you really put it at number four? Or are you I, fucking with me? I did. No, I really did. Oh, you're so dumb. <laughs> you're so I don't. I don't mess around with the rankings. Uh, okay, well, why? Oh, no, don't tell me why, because we will we'll get, get into, into it. So my number four, then, is uh, Vulnerable. This is a real surprise for me. There, I remember initially hearing this. I, I liked a lot of the songs off of it. And um, and listening to it, I listened to this album twice this week. I really, really enjoyed it. And you could tell this came right after our, the artwork album. So this is when they went back to Feldy. And I think they were trying to like make up for what they had done. Like They felt bad. It felt bad for what they did on artwork, rightfully so, because it's awful. So they really kind of like stepped it up again on this one, and uh, they put out a pretty solid record. But this is where you can hear in the used sound that this is like the beginning of the the modern Feldy production style with like the the wall of compression sound hitting you, and just like the overuse of certain like really cheesy harmonies and and stuff like that so you start to hear that on this record but overall there's some really really solid songs on this um but my favorite song is now that you're dead that's a really 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 good song mm. absolutely love that song and what's cool about this one too even though like there's the modern feldy stuff this sound this is like the one of the last besides the canyon this was the last record where i felt like there was any sort of sincerity within Bert's vocals and just the music in general. This is like the last of it besides the canyon. But yeah, so my number four is Vulnerable. Solid record. <laughs> so then what do you got for your number three? Hard work. Dude, I, I can't believe you fucking put hard work as number one. You're so fucking dumb. No, this is what you did. I'll tell you what you did. Your number three right now is going to be Vulnerable. Wait, did you already say that one? Yeah, no, you haven't said that one. Three is going to be vulnerable. Number two is going to be hard work. And number one is going to be in love and death. That's going to be your ranking. And I hate it. I haven't said anything like five minutes. Dumb. Okay. That's fine. Go. Continue. A word. Continue the really bad joke. Continue the really bad joke. <laughs> what what part of this is a joke? I don't, I don't understand. I mean, like, your rankings are clearly a joke. These are the rankings. These, these are, these the are objectively good rankings. These are the joke rankings. I hope, I hope after the pod, you text me and say, I was just kidding about the rankings and hard work is like near the bottom. I would never, ever, ever betray the ranking system. The ranking system is all we have, if nothing else. <laughs> I would never. Okay. All right. So Number three. 
is heart work. Oh, thank God. Is heart work. Um, oh, so God. let me just let me let me preface this by saying if you take out the lighthouse, it's still not a good record. This album's pretty great. No, it's not. And I'm loving this type of sound more and more. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just I'm constantly now exposed to it because we are we are we are gravitating towards an electronic sound in general in music overall. Mm-hmm. So I don't know yeah. if it's if it's finally just beaten me to death and, and now I'm just accepting it. I don't know. But I, I I love it, dude. I think this is fucking good. There were fast parts, there were slow parts, it's heavy. And then like there was there was some songs that were fast and then slow to like a crawl in the same song and it would just stop and then slow 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 and then kick right back up again there was some really cool electronic stuff here and overall it always kept up like the aggression and loudness that made the used fun to listen to and overall this was a fun record and i had fun listening to it because i think the used are at their best when they are fun (laughs) so or when they work with feldy Oh, for sure. I mean, that's hands down. Obviously, they're the best when they work with Feldy, but when they're I mean, fun, they've only done two yes. records without him, but and they're bad. Yeah, one oh, was like awful bad. bad, but well, yeah, artwork was awful. Of course, would you give artwork less than a one point five? I give it a one. I give it a one too. Yeah, definitely give it a one. And then, yeah, I, I wouldn't give anything a two until my number five, "The Lies for the Liars." That's when I would start my number twos. Okay. So. Damn, the canyon is... Ah, oh, man, hard work, man. Wow. Really, I can't... I just... There's, like, so much, like... Like, what... I never really understood... Like, it never really clicked with me until the, the ex-singer from Atreyu said it in an Instagram post that, like, new Atreyu is... It sound, it's fake heavy, and that's exactly what Feldy is. Like, that's the best way to describe his mu- his heavy music is... It's not really heavy. It's just extra loud. There's but a, it's not heavy. There's a big difference between a Treyu and the used. And the used, I understand that. The used, like you're gonna hate me when I say this, but the used aren't very talented. No, they're not. They're like nothing about them is very good. They're no, best, they're not. The best part about that band is Bert Scream. Like he's a pretty shitty singer. Yeah, singer. He's not a good lyricist. Like, dude, nothing about this band is very good. Everything is. Everything's like, <laughs> okay, but because they bring the energy, that's what kind of makes them tolerable. Sets them apart. But even then, like when they, when that energy dissipates and it's gone, it's bad. And that's why artwork was so fucking garbage. And that's why I have a lot of gripes with their self-entitled is because when they lose their energy, like why the fuck am I even listening to this? Cause it's just Damn. garbage. <laughs> but that's why hard work is, 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 is so good is because it never really loses the energy. It keeps it up. Even though it's synthetic, I get it. It's not, it's not real energy. It's, it's produced yeah. and, and fake, but it's still there. And again, take out, take out the lighthouse and it's not bad. Even, even like the obvious song with, with Travis. That song's so boring too. It's not terrible though. It's it's more of just ah, like a so boring. It's more of like a transition song because because the lottery, the one they did with the singer from uh, from Bear Beartooth and Attack Attack Caleb, mm-hmm. that's a cool song and I really like it. Mm-hmm. But even Clean Cut Heels, like that song, uh, should be really really stupid. 
But is I like that your, it. Is that your favorite one then? No, 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 no. Queen no. Dead Hills is your favorite. No, 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 no. My favorite one is 1985, Infinite Jest. For uh, all all the reasons previously mentioned, it's right in the middle of the album. It, it kind of bridges the front the side energy, to the back side, and this this album's just not it's not bad. Like this this band is just not they're not like a great band. They they need a yeah. lot of tricks to help them through, and they do use a lot of tricks to help them get by. Okay, and I've noticed that too, listening to right. their their self entitled multiple times, and kind of irritated me. But you know that's where we're at now. <laughs> Number three, heartwork. Oh man, can can I play the lighthouse? Can I? Can we talk about how bad it is? It, it is a really song. bad song. It it's like remarkably is it their, bad. Is it their worst song? Though? It is their worst song. Yeah, because it, it's not even like boring. It's beyond boring. It's it's just it's it's straight bad. It's SB straight bad. <laughs> so I, here's here's the lighthouse. Here we go. Just that core. It's the chorus that just. Oh my god. song makes no sense <laughs> it's such a fucking mess it is there, there oh is a lot of weird parts that sound like oh. so many different types of bands that are th- thrown in there nothing oh god it's so bad it's unbelievable that anybody gave the green light to that song like anybody in the band uh, <sighs> i'm sorry it sucks all right was that my number oh you, that was your number three right uh yes Okay, my number three is The Canyon. When I initially heard this one, I was very, very excited about it. And when I listened, I was just so disappointed. I was like, dude, these guys, like, I just, I wanted so much more out of this record. I was just so bummed. This is the first one without their original guitar player, Quinn. He was, he got kicked out of the band. And then he was replaced with a guy from Seosin for like two years. And then he got kicked out of the band because he like threatened the band and threatened to kill himself on stage. It's fucking super weird. And so this is the one album with that one guitar player from Seosin. And I don't know. I, at first, it, I just didn't care for it. And then this week, I was went in with very low expectations. And I was just very surprised at how how much I really enjoyed it. It's just, it's so, it's such a, it's such a different sound from everything they were going for. Just production-wise, obviously, with who they worked with on it. And lyrically, it's so emotional. It's so, like just fucking insanely personal. I don't know. I thought it was, it was a very, very well thought out record. I'm definitely going to keep going back to it. And, um, my favorite song is, um, what is it? It's rise. It's rise up lights. 
that's my favorite one it's just one of the more kind of faster and aggressive songs and they, they do it well on this and then like like you were saying like there's a lot of acoustic stuff there's a lot of spoken word stuff and that's what the producer likes to do and he likes to work with the vocalist a lot and really like fuck them up and that's really what i think he was trying to do with with bert so i liked it a lot and do you know who produced it mm. ross robinson baby mm. damn this is bad then <laughs> it's disappointing when you know what ross has done when you when you like almost a lot of the stuff that he's put out or a lot of the stuff he's produced it's disappointing but outside of that Dude, i think it's a pretty solid record he's pushing a guy to his limits who has already seen what his own limits are like bird has already like been at his lowest multiple times so to be a producer and then like what ross likes to do is push people to their limits it's like he bird's already been there multiple times yeah like what do you think you're gonna get out of him and i think that makes a lot of sense now because the canyon there was nothing there 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 were there were bits and pieces of things there but overall it was there was there was too much there was too much bullshit to sift through to get to the good stuff okay maybe it was a little little too ambitious like if it was if it was cut down to like 11 or 12 songs it would have been more acceptable or it would have been it would have been better honestly if it was shorter like but, when like when cardi but outside b outside of that like like when cardi b is super weird and then she met nardwar and then she like didn't know what to do <laughs> that's like ross robinson he pushes people and then he met he he meets somebody that's already been pushed multiple times to his limit and he's like oh fuck i i i really can't contribute here and that's what this happened i that's didn't think of here. it that way i didn't think of it that way but it does make sense and I actually did listen to an interview that he or a podcast that Ross was on a couple a few weeks ago, and he was talking about when he worked with Corn the the last time in two thousand nine when they were all full grown adults and they all had kids and families and mortgages and were like kind of normal people. He said like what he tried to do on that third Corn record was try to treat them like how he treated them when they were nineteen twenty years old, and he said that was the biggest mistake because he was trying to do that. Like if he would have gone in treating them like grown-ass adults rather than kids it would have been a much different thing but because he was pushing them like he got a lot of pushback from the band or certain members of the band because they're like well, i'm not i'm not a fucking kid anymore you can't talk to me like that. Like, yeah why seriously you, why are you pushing me like things that? So, are different yeah so i think maybe that's what it is like maybe he he was this record ross was thinking okay these guys are still fairly young like i can still push them like i could a lot of younger bands which would guess, work for most people except it worked for to an Bert. extent like yeah, the Bert, dude like, has had yeah. a fucked up life. Yeah, it's true. And so that's a good I, point. I don't know. That's a good point. It's just it's it's different. It's, it's it's different going to some recording sessions thinking what I do best is push people, and then you meet somebody who's already been pushed like farther than you could ever possibly think of. Like, what else could you teach them? What else could you do? Yeah, no, that's a really good point. It's a really good point. Like I said, it wasn't bad. It was just like there was some really good parts, and some of the acoustic stuff was is like unmatched as far as their acoustic music goes. But there was just mm-hmm. there was too much fluff. No, I understand that, but I think even with that fluff, the the songs themselves are are good enough on their own. <laughs> it was really no. long. <laughs> it is. It is like eighteen or nineteen songs. It is pretty long, but it's it's an interesting listen, especially knowing where the band has been like with all the Feldy stuff. And then they, they, they literally go to the producer. That's the complete opposite of Feldy. Like the only person they could have gone to that was more opposite would have been Steve Albini. 
who did in utero. Like they could have not gone more far. far. Oh, dude, that would be so. Like if St- I, I wonder what Steve Albini thinks of of of, of JF of our boy Feldy. <laughs> he probably would kill him. Loathes John <laughs> Feldman. <laughs> oh God. Okay. So that was my number three. What do you got for your number two? That was number one. number two is vulnerable for me. This uh, okay, dude, this was great. Okay. This was mm, that's not okay. This was great. This was so fun, full of energy, and everyone seemed to be having such a good time. It was a little bit lame that Feldy mm-hmm. had such a big hand in writing a lot of the bangers on this. Yeah, just going off of like the notes, like that was ugh, that's a little irritating. But overall, dude, this was fun. This was great. Like this is just like. This is what what music should be like. Just a bunch of people in a band just having a good time writing stuff that means a lot to them. And that's what it sounded like. That's how it came off. Yeah. I, I agree with you on this one for sure. Good shit. Good stuff. Yeah. It's a it's a solid record. It is a solid record. Um Kiss a Goodbye is my favorite. There's like this okay. little there's a little short build up in the intro. Like it. Just a nice, mm-hmm. fast, heavy song with a with a cool chorus that's loud and has a fucking killer bass line. Like yeah, boy, I agree with you. Our boy Jeff doesn't have a lot of cool bass lines. But he when, doesn't. It, but when he does surprising. have them, they're good. But he does have some good ones on um, In Love and Death, though, too. It's, it's weird because he, for the most part, he's kind of just like a bass player, and your stereotypical bass player. But when yeah. he does shine, he like makes up for it then, and he just goes crazy. Yeah. I also think like he's not usually really high up in the mix. So a lot of his stuff gets drowned out, especially with like the wall of compression that Feli uses. Yeah. That just destroys all bass tones. Like there's there's virtually no bass tones, especially on the last used record, the Heartwork record. You there's no bass. It's non existent. Well, I mean if Feldy could have his way, it would be pretty much just two things. It would be vocals and a drum beat. That's Correct. all that he That's- cares about. That's very, very true. And even the drum beat's not even that good. <laughs> it's pretty much just the hook. That's all he cares about is the hook. But, ah, uh, yeah. So, okay, Vulnerable, that, that's not bad. That's not bad for your number two. I'm not bummed about that. I'm just bummed about hard work, man. Hard work just sucks, man. I, I thought that I was going to hate hard work. I, I really did. I thought it was going to be way lower. And I kept trying to find so many reasons to hate it. And I just, I had a good time. I thought it was so fun. As I mean, I should have known. You love nine. Toe tapping, finger snapping. <laughs> <laughs> I was in it. I was in it to win it. Uh, okay. My number two is In Love and Death, their second record. I We, we did this one on the pod, so I'm not going to go too far into it. But this is this is like a more polished version of their, their self-titled record. I think Brandon's drumming in this is really good. This is the last record he did with them. And uh, I think there's just some really, really solid stuff. There's a couple parts that are just like, why why would you do that? I just don't get it. I think Feldy was still like, he had like almost perfected his tone at this point. Like when his production style, like this is a really good sounding record overall. Very good sounding record. The drums sound great. It's good. It's a solid fucking record. And my favorite song off this one is uh, Listening. That's a fucking great song. The the screaming part when the, the hi-hat, the like the disco beat. Oh, it's so good. Mm. Fantastic. Disco beat. That's a good way. That's a little... That's what it's called. Makes sense. So yeah, that's my number two, In Love and Death. And I guess I know what your number one is, right? Yeah, my, my number one is In Love and Death. Fucking guy. 
Oh, yeah, it's a good album. I mean, so. I, I knew, honestly, I knew this was going to be your number one, but I just can't believe the self-title was that low. I also could not believe self-title was that low. I thought <laughs> I thought the top three would have been In Love and Death and then self-titled and then Lies for the Liars. Because it's the first three? That's what I thought, because those are the ones that I know the most songs from. Those are the ones that I'm more familiar with. And, like, nostalgia hits hard, and like especially mm-hmm. with In Love and Death. Like, nostalgia hits hard, and, like, this was... This was such a fun period of, of, yeah. of like our life, like leading like even after high school, though. Right. Because this came out like right before we graduated. Yeah, and even after high school, continuing, you know, our, our teen years like this was a big album. Yeah, it really was. Because their next album really did come out for a couple more years. And so like this was the one we leaned on the most and, and our friends leaned on and the parties leaned on. So I think it's I think it's a banger of an album like. And it starts off like that's my favorite song. Take it away is my favorite song. Oh, I think I it's their song. I think it's their best song, the best song they've ever done. It is it is really good. It is unbelievable. And it it's so damn heavy and fast. And it it's a perfect starter to a song, to an album, to to, an album. to a band. It's it's unbelievable. And it's just it never lets up and it's that's the sound that they do best. It's that's really it. I'm just I'm just thinking about that song. That song is so like <laughs> Just the the opening the opening hit like after the the gun the gunshot, just that everyone hits at the same time and then the guitar just kind of does that like that boom. It's just that that what is that? It's not a swell. What is it that thing called that technique? Whatever it's called, it sounds yeah. Whatever good. it's called, it sounds good. Ay, yes, that's a great opener. One of the best. One of the best openers for sure. All right, so we just ranked all the albums and uh, what, what album are we doing, Jeff? Uh, the used, the used. Is it worth the can you even hear me? Starting with your spot that I'm in. Not enough to feed the hungry. I'm tired and I felt it for the while now. This seems lonely. The taste of ink is getting old. It's four o'clock in the fucking morning. Each day gets more and like the last day. Stay like a sea coming. Walk steady in the river drowning. This could be my chance to break. The Used formed in Orem, Utah in 2001 by Burt McCracken on vocals, Quinn Allman on guitar, Brandon Stenekert on drums, and Jeff Howard on bass. They currently have eight albums, three EPs, two live albums, one compilation, and have sold over 10 million copies worldwide. 
The album we're doing today is their debut record, self-titled The Used. It's the band's, like I said, their debut record. It was released June 25th, 2002. It features the original lineup of the band, and it sold several million copies worldwide. Now, Jeff, there's a little bit of backstory on the album, the band. What are your, uh, what's your origin story? What are your initial thoughts on this record? What do you got? Um, I have no idea, to be honest. I really have no idea when the first time I heard them, how I got it. I've never really been into them, so I shouldn't say like when I got into them, but it would have to have been Taste of Ink, right? Like that was a big song in high school and people it loved was, it. Yeah. So I don't know. And I'm still to this day, not really a big used fan. <laughs> I don't I don't know. That's okay. I that mean, was like the most lame, boring, I can't convert you boring story I've had. So it's fine, man. If you if you don't like it, I can't I can't I can't win every time converting you. Well, you never won, but I have. I have. My biggest achievement will be Smashing Pumpkins. That'll be my biggest achievement. I don't convert I you. just I don't I don't see that happening. because <laughs> uh, I know you bought melancholy, but that's okay. Oh my god. So so then your origin story you think is with Taste of Ink, which I think it is too, because that was wildly popular when it came out. Or at least within our, our scene, our school or whatever, I guess you could say. Yeah, I feel, I feel so like then, our school was was like the use. Like the use was a good a good band people liked in, at our at like our little hardcore punk kid school. Yes, exactly. So then what are your kind of initial thoughts on this record? Before we jump into the BBs, any stinkers if there are stinkers? Um, so what are your initial thoughts on it? Well, my initial thoughts were, so I listened to this first and then went and then listened to their discography, including this one in, I mean, afterwards, obviously. But I thought, I was like, okay, this is this is fine. Nothing really wrong with this. Taste of Ink is a solid song. It is one of my bangers. It's just a good, good song. But um, I don't have any stinkers, but... There, oh, there were moments of this of this album. I was like, "Dude, this is annoying." What was what did you find most annoying? His vocals, clean vocals. So I kind of, I kind of love and also hate his lyrics at the same time because mm-hmm. he doesn't really write any good melodies. He doesn't really rhyme anything, and it's all just mm-hmm. kind of him spitting poetry, which is endearing at times, but also annoying at times. Because if you don't, if you don't have a melody, at least you can rely on like rhyming schemes and techniques to, to progress the song mm-hmm. to make it interesting. But there are times, especially towards the latter part of the album, that none of that is there. So like, let's see here. The last banger I have before the bonus songs is "Poetic Tragedy." After that, okay. everything is okay. That's like what the fifth song? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, really, just okay after that. Dude, everything else hey. is okay. There were times too where I've almost, I almost like put stinkers, but they weren't they weren't that bad. <laughs> he, dude, like this band is just not that good. Like nothing about these guys are that great, and they have little blurbs here and there where they showcase maybe some mm. type of talent, but it's so yeah. few and far in between. And they rely so heavy on Bert and his delivery, which is fine, but he doesn't always. He doesn't always come up with the best stuff. Correct. I'm I'm with you on certain parts of that for sure. That those are those are those are some thoughts. For those sure. are some thoughts for sure. 
<laughs> so I'll go with my origin story real quick, and then and then we'll get into our stinker. Well, you didn't say you had any stinkers, so that's good. But my my uh, my origin story with this band was I I remember I used to wake up really early in the morning before school, like around five thirty six o'clock, Damn. and I, because that's when they would show like the good music videos were like really early in the morning on MTV. And so I would wake up and I'd, I'd just watch music videos and I'd record them. Like if I'd seen them once and I, I saw them again, again, I would record it on a VHS tape. And that was the first time I ever heard the used. It was before the album came. I think it was right before the album came out or maybe right after. And they were, it had to have been before because it was the video for box full of sharp objects. And I remember watching the video and hearing the song and just thinking, what the fuck is this? Like I had never, ever, ever heard of anything like that. And I just I was blown away by his screaming and just the whole the whole thing of just being up early and just feeling like I was the first one to ever hear this band was really cool. And I recorded the video and I watched the video over and over and over again because it just looked like they were just a bunch of young guys having the time of their life just playing like this wild music that I've never experienced. It was it was just really cool. And then kind of seeing them blow up with Taste of Ink and they were like the band for like our scene for our group in high school so like everybody fucking loved the used everybody loved this record and i just remember seeing them tour on this record it was really 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 exciting and they even opened it for boxcar racer at chain reaction like can you imagine Ooh, seeing damn the used? now that would have been a good show can you imagine <laughs> i mean i didn't go but can you imagine seeing the used during this touring cycle during this album open up for Boxcar Racer on their only tour. Dude, that chain that reaction. Fucking nuts, exactly. It would have been fucking insane. So yeah, that, that's kind of like my thing with them, and it's just been, I kind of just follow their career ever since literally from the beginning. I've been following their career, being obsessed with them at the very beginning, especially especially during this record. I just, I mean, I've listened to this record probably hundreds of times. I just love this record. And then, uh, yeah, so I think overall that, I mean, it's it's an, it's a really raw really cool record and i remember finding out that john feldman worked with them and produced it i'm like oh i love gold i love superman i love hang-ups i i thought that was really cool too like a guy who did hang-ups and is in goldfinger did worked with a band completely opposite of goldfinger i thought i always thought that was really cool too so i just fantastic fantastic album to be honest so Okay. Let's uh let's move on to so you don't have any stinkers, correct? So I want to double check. I do not have any stinkers, but real quick, I read a couple mm-hmm. different things about how they hooked up with Feldy. One thing mm-hmm. I read was that Bert was at a Goldfinger show and threw a demo on stage. And the yes. other one I read was that they just sent him a demo via mail, whatever it is, to his agent or whatever it was. I've read those two things too, and I think it's a combination of both. I think and it wasn't Bert, it was Brandon. It was the drummer Brandon. Okay. And so I have I heard that they, they had sent just demos out to everybody, including Feldy. And it wasn't until they went to a Goldfinger show that's when they threw the demo at Feldy. Can you imagine throwing a fucking tape at somebody at a show? Like what the fuck? Like it's so weird. It's so, so it's, yeah, they, it's so it's it's such a lost form to get your music out there. It's I mean, like nowadays it would be considered so disrespectful and annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's how you did it. That's that's how it was done. That was the scene. Yeah. Like it was okay. It was fine. You would pass out your your CD or your tape, like outside of the, every every show at like say Chain Reaction. You 
I mean, even like when we used to go all the time, every time we'd be leaving a show, there'd be like four or five dudes out there passing out their, their band CD, their yeah. band's demo to just yeah. uh, anybody for free. For free. And then you get the asshole, the asshole would go, oh yeah, check out my band, whatever. And you grab a CD and they're like, oh, that's $5. I'm like, fuck you, dude. Yeah, I know. I Seriously, just fucking give it back on, to him. Yeah. But so that, w- that was just how it was done. But I, I think that's a, like a cool little origin story for them. Like they were, they were truly like DIY at the beginning the way they did it and they chose the right guy with Feldy, honestly. And if it wasn't for Feldy, this band wouldn't have blown up. No way. Yeah, no, <sighs> I, I totally agree because again, I don't think there's a lot here. I think they use a lot of tricks. <laughs> I don't. Okay. So what are your okay songs? I just want to hear what your okay songs are. Uh, do you want to hear my bangers? Because I have way more. Okay's. I only have five bangers. That's fine. I, let, let's just let's just shy away from the OKs. We'll just work on the bangers. Let's just okay. work on the bangers today. Sound good? Okay. Because I mean, what, it's well, fun to talk about stinkers because it's fun to talk shit on stuff. Yeah. yeah talking yeah, about yeah. OKs is just like, eh, but whatever. there are so, t- so there are some OK songs I would like to touch upon because I do think some of the ones that I think are OK musically, I think his lyrics are really cool. So I'll, mm-hmm. I'll do the. I mean, I'll get into. We'll get into those later, but. Um, I guess my number one, my biggest B, my one B is Poetic Tragedy. It's so weird to me, man. I, I thought you would hate this song. I, this is I when really I really, this it. is when I really realized like, dude, this guy doesn't even fucking rhyme his music. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> but, but see, you don't have to rhyme to be good. You don't have to rhyme to be good, but you got to rhyme sometimes. And he chooses to rhyme like none of the times, but then he also can't write really <laughs> good melodies. And so mm. if you're not rhyming and you don't have a good, strong melody, then you're kind of just talking against is, just like a beat. And I guess that's cool. Mm, whatever. That's some weird beatnik stuff, but poetic tragedy. I, I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was just a really good expression of the feeling through what little melody was there, but like the delivery was solid here. And with like, this one specifically, he didn't need the crutch of rhyming, of a rhyming scheme. It was all mm-hmm. in the delivery, the way he said words. You could take the words out and just have gibberish, and it would still feel the same way. And then when the song speeds up, and everyone's just yelling, and like yeah, it leads so into that yeah. stringed outro, and it, it, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, I love that chaos. Like, I love when the youths are just yelling and just being very obnoxious and loud and energetic and fun. And that's how a lot of this record is. That's why I'm surprised it's so low. Like there is a lot of chaos and there's a lot of fucking around on this record. So it's so weird to me that you didn't, that you rated this so low. Because well, I just don't get it. There's, there is a lot of it, but it's not, it's sometimes it's kind of annoying, childish, silly, okay. un- unnecessary. But like lyrically too, this one, this one was pretty heavy and, and the desperation in his delivery was, was sad and like pathetic and yeah. he he's not shy about speaking to the lowest points of his life, like addiction, depression. These are setting in, and each one is preventing the healing of the other. And I think that's where that's where this song kind of shined was he didn't need to rhyme, and the melody was a little bit flimsy, but it was like the delivery, and it was you could hear like the desperation, you could hear the sadness, you could hear all these different emotions that he's going through. And then when the yeah. screaming comes in, that was just like straight frustration and just like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Let's just scream. 
when he's just screaming why and it's so intense it works it's so good it does it's very like jonathan davis like it's just just screaming just to get the frustration out it's i think that's another reason why i i i like this album so much was because his him his vocals yeah they're not very good especially his clean vocals aren't very good but it's the way he he presents them and the way he just like just really goes for it and just doesn't even care it's just all emotion and that's what really i think that's honestly what really drew me to this band was was him and then the drumming which i think is fantastic but yeah this song is it's quite it's quite the journey and like you were saying lyrically it's it's him just growing up in the middle of nowhere fucking utah and just dealing with like his massive drug habits and just wanting to kill himself and just kind of just saying like this is this is the best i'm gonna ever do is be a drug drug addict in the middle of nowhere it's truly depressing and this album like dude this this album explores so much of that feeling too like that that feeling of of acceptance for one if he's just like fuck it this is my life now i don't care anymore but then also that feeling of of wanting to get out and do better but you can't because you're stuck in this like perpetual cycle of of addiction and depression like it's it was a ride it was a ride and again i don't think he's a very good lyricist he's not a good melody maker but but it's the emotion he's just so lucky that he has this cool voice that he can deliver these feelings through that yeah that's what's so cool about it and that that's another thing that's always kind of like turned me off to every like everything after like maybe the second or or third record was that like he didn't really draw upon that very much and that's kind of why i like the canyon so much because he was more vulnerable he was more it was kind of him even though he like what you were saying he had already been through so much so like ross could only do so much with like pissing him off or like getting the most out of him but it's like he the canyon was also a point where i'm like okay this guy is he's like really showing himself which i think is really really cool and and this album i think he does it the best out of everything they've ever done because at this point they had nothing to lose like literally they were they were homeless all four of them were homeless they weren't even living in a squad they were fucking homeless and they were just like playing shows and doing a massive amount of drugs it's insane that they went from that to what they are now with hard work, which is just so bad. Mm-hmm. But that's uh, true. I'm kicking out two of the members because kind of douches. But anyway, um, should we play Poetic Tragedy? I mean, it's my biggest banger, so you could skip it if you want. No, I don't want to skip it. I want to play it. <laughs> so here's, uh, here's Poetic Tragedy from The Use.
It is Poetic Tragedy from The Fused. That sounds so good. It's really good. (laughs) Another thing I find weird. Oh, this part's really good. Yeah, he's not he's not a very good vocalist, but damn, the feeling is all there. And being like the slowest song, I can't believe you like this one the most. So that okay, that's one of the tricks that they use. They do a lot of ballad type songs, and they just mask yeah. it with heavy instrumentals, mm-hmm. and it's irritating. But why? If you if you enjoy it, if you like it, if they do it well, but why, I don't. I fucking hate ballad type songs, and this is. But this is the exception, obviously, because they do it so well. Yes, there's always exceptions to the rule, of course. But for the most part, the latter half of this album is just nothing but fucking ballad-type song. Like, the one right after this, Bury Myself Alive. This is a fucking ballad song. It's dramatic. It's slow. It's it's just masked by heavy instrumentals. Ugh. That's so good, though. Ugh. Who cares, man? It sounds fucking good. It doesn't sound good. It sounds boring. It sounds dramatic. It sounds drawn out. It sounds unnecessary. It's irritating. That's most of the second half of this album. Actually, after song number five. Dude, I I, th- I think we, we listened to a different album because it's wrong. But Is Poetic Tragedy even in your bangers? Oh, yeah. It's my seventh banger. Oh, so you're, you're, oh my God. <laughs> I got nine bangers here, baby. You're fucking stupid. I got nine bangers here. I'm not. We're not going to talk about all my bangers because I got nine of them. We, what is, at that point, we're going to talk about every song. What is your number one banger? Uh, box full of sharp objects. Ugh. That's my. I. I mean, some of it might come down to absolute nostalgia. But why don't you? Li- I'm curious. Why don't you like? Here's another song? one where they use a bunch of tricks and and, and hacks. They use, they use a lot of like re- they use a lot of not weird. They use a lot of fills to kind of yes. mask the it's mediocrity so of the song. I'm not fooled though. I'm not fooled. This song is mediocre at best. This song is another slow, dramatic, basic, busy song. Boring. But they don't really have any fast songs. There's not really, there aren't very many songs in here that are fast tempoed. No, you're right. There are no fast tempoed songs, but this is even slower than a normal tempoed song. But this song's heavier. This song's heavier. See, you're getting. I love. Dude, that's how they they distract from the mediocrity of their music. It's boring. No. This is boring. No, that, you're totally. This wrong. song was boring. You're totally wrong. So first of all, Brandon's drumming on this. I love his. I love what he was doing on the drums, like the writing, like the fills. It's all so fucking good. And then Bert's singing, like he's he's all over the place in the song, and it's just it gives it this like feeling of excitement because you're like, what what is he gonna do next? He's gonna. I don't know. It's 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 weird. It's exciting. I I love the song. I so like overall my 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 okay songs. I pretty much have like the same complaint about most of them. Lyrically, I like a lot of things on this record. This one specifically, I love the line, do you want a song of glory while well, I'm fucking screaming at you? <laughs> like, I just, I love that line. I think it's so cool. It's just it's like, like this dude has seen so many terrible things and he's felt so many terrible things and he's find he's finally found peace through music and and for everybody that's that's saying, you know, like, like find something happy and he's like, I fucking found it. Now I'm gonna yell at you because I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. Good stuff, man. Oh man, it's a wild song. And this is one of the this is one song, of the songs but... that was on their, their first demo. 
Uh, so this is like one of their first songs they ever wrote, and this is what Feldy. This is one of the songs Feldy heard and really enjoyed, really liked so much that he pushed for it to be the first single. And damn, this song is an absolute. This is really banger. your biggest banger. This is my biggest banger. Damn. And like I said, I mean, it's all downhill from might, here. I guess some of it might might be due to the nostalgia because this was the first song I ever heard. But outside of that, man, this dude, I fucking love it. I'm gonna I'm gonna play a little bit. Here we go. Here's a box of sharp box full of sharp objects. Here we go. So fucking nuts! You're so insane False. that you. I, it's unbelievable that you don't like that Boring. song. Boring. Like the song structure, like they they there's like two bridges in this song, and they're both so wildly intense. All they oh do is God. just play you, slow shit and hey Bert, uh, it's getting pretty boring. Can you just yell? Who cares? I got man? you. It I got you. Fucking great. It's kind of that. It's kind of that. Like that. That. Like an opposites attract kind of thing. Maybe you're being fooled by like the nostalgic. No, the no, song is not no, very no, good, no, no. This is a fantastic song. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, I at least I, at least you acknowledge too. at least you acknowledge that the song is slow and boring, and they just have Bert yell to break up the <sighs> monotony. At least no. you'll give me that. I get it. No, you're insane. You're absolutely yeah, it's okay. insane. It's, it was, you know, it's fine. Dude, I I love this song. I don't care. <clears> like, <throat> it's. It's their best song. It for sure was not playlisted. I will tell you that much. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> you make no fucking sense ever, ever. Mm. You just make no well, sense. That's false. But <laughs> I will say though, lyrically, there's not much here. It's just like it just talks about like his reliance on drugs and just how much he loves it, how much he loves using. Dude, he found music, and that's like his new drug. That's what he loves. He's happy, yeah. kind of. Yeah, kind of for at now. this point, yeah. 
I, I don't know what you're what you're thinking about this is about. Just get the fuck out of here. I, I'm like so mad at you right now. I, th- I think you're just. I think you're. <laughs> I think you're jaded by nostalgia. A little bit. I no, really. I do will think say you there are. is a little bit there. There is a little bit there for sure. But even still, this song is fucking wild. There's so much happening in this song. Mm, well. I don't know. And I think another reason why I like this song too. There's. It reminds me a lot of Refused. What they were doing with the Shape of Punk to Come album? Okay, I get it. Like so with the guitar playing, naming boring music. Gotcha, oh, dude. You're so, yeah. Like you're the only one Tell in you. the world who ever says that. Actually, Who'd the guys ever, like, from Refuse also think their music is fucking boring. So, well, I mean, that kind of makes sense. Also, they probably. When did you talk? When did you talk to them last? I talked to Jimmy yesterday, actually. Oh yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, he's a cool guy, right? Is there a guy named Jimmy in the band? <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> I really don't think so. <laughs> this seems like a pretty standard name for a guy in a band. <laughs> yeah, a guy from Sweden, right? With a name oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you can spell it differently. Uh, you could put some like circles or whatever they put. Umlauts. That's German. No, umlauts are German. Never mind. Anyway, yeah, box full of sharp objects is the best song on this record. It's their best song in general. It's the best song they've ever put out. That, you think that's the um, best song they've ever um, done? Um, um, yes, I do. Stand by it. Whoa. We cannot probably go Stand further now it. at this point because Stand that is so fucking wrong. That is. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. I stand by wow. it. Wow. I, I don't care. Okay. No, you should care because it's fucking stupid, but that's fine. All right. So what's your, uh, what's your 2B? My 2B, okay, is actually a bonus song okay and when i say bonus it's a hidden track yes um choke me choke me Mm -hmm. can i say this it's also my 2b oh damn yeah this is my 2b as well this song blows me away (laughs) this was uh this so like is Polly just that little skit beforehand yeah dude that was awful yeah, they they like hire from from what I remember, like from like the the booklet or something. It was talking about like they hired a stripper for his birthday when they were in London, and she came over and was like, he was like really uncomfortable that she was there, and that's why you hear all that that weird laughing from him. Oh, he's so he, awkward in the laugh. Yeah, he just didn't know what to do, and then she was like, I guess she was stripping in front of him, and then she was singing, and then like that's a when poem, he had like me. some weird. I don't know English poem. I guess she was singing. I don't know. It was yeah, it was it super was dumb. Weird. I I very much disliked it but it was really short and i laughed like once maybe but choke me was solid like this was this was this was that sound that i'm like i'm I'm going to reiterate that 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 same four to the floor beat that they do they love doing it they lean into it later on more so and it's good that's what they do best they are they are a band that could be just like a band that makes good dance tunes we could just dance to them. I would dance to this. To the song's nothing but stringing, screaming, not stringing, screaming. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's stringing, screaming. This is what screaming, I dance yes. to. I dance to this stuff. You dance to screaming. Yeah, yes. I, I skank. I skank to this stuff. <laughs> this is the heaviest song they've ever put out ever in their entire career. Ugh. This is like this. This could have if they made more music like this. If they made like one or two albums with just this kind of style of music. They could go down as probably one of the great hardcore bands of all time, like easily. Could have I, I agree. That. This was like it's this phenomenal. was phenomenal. Yeah, this was really good. Like I, I don't understand why this was like a joke song, like a hidden track. Because this is better than most. Why of the they album. never fully embraced it? Yeah, they they have played it live too. It's not been. I mean, it, it, they don't do it often, but they have played it live. 
I wonder if the reason why they don't do it or lean into the sound more is because our boy Feldman tells him not to. I think it one one part is that, but also uh, shortly after this record, he uh, he like he sh- he fucked up his vocal cords really really bad. He shredded them to hell, and he had to have like major surgery on it, and it was it was a big thing. So I think that's kind of why he also shied away from the screaming because he never really learned how to scream properly, and or maybe he did, but it never really sounded right. Mm. So that. That's the only explanation. Well, not that along with Feldy having his grimy little fingers in there all the time. Didn't the same shit happen to to M Shadows or something? See, that's what I that's was always the rumor, but I don't I don't think it's true. He just like abandoned the sound the the good sound then and embraced the the boring singing. I think it was to become a yeah, it was just to become more radio friendly. I really think that's what it is. Well that's like even exponentially more lame. Yeah. But then Sonny or Skrillex, he he really fucked up his vocal cords too, because he wasn't screaming properly, and that's kind of why he stopped doing hardcore music up oh. until like two years ago. His band was never that good, though. I mean, a lot of people would disagree with you on that. Mm, no, they wouldn't. I feel like from first to last are a poor man's version of the used. Would you agree? I can see that. That's a good. I like that. I'm going to. I don't know anybody that really likes from first to last, but if I ever meet him, I'm going to say that because <laughs> they, the they use really is are. already like a poor man's. I don't know anything else because they do oh, like a post hardcore sound, mm-hmm. but it's it's just kind of like they do it okay, and they do they do like the screamo hardcore sound, but they just do it kind of okay. They never do anything great. Everything's just at best good, and again. They're always leaning into Bert the most. So they've never done any sound, but they've never done any sound like great. So hmm. the U's are kind of like the poor man's everything else. But you really don't like Brandon's drumming on it? I think he's fine. Like there's nothing there that really, no, I think he's really for, good. For sure. Really there was do. nothing there that wowed me. At best, he has these fills that he does that are really cool. There's a couple songs on here that I thought his beats were really good. But either they don't utilize him properly, and so that's the reason why I'm upset, or he's just not very good. But <laughs> I mean, obviously, he's you know he's a good drummer because he's in a band that's very successful, and he's a good drummer. But judging from the albums that uh, the other albums that he's done, like I've never heard anything to be honest, never heard anything from the U's their entire discography. Where I was like, wow, that was a good fucking drum part. That was really good. But you didn't notice like the stylistic change of course after in love and death absolutely but still nothing is ever like holy shit that was some next level stuff it's always like okay that's good mm, yeah right. that's cool man i really don't agree with you on that i think he does some really awesome parts on here and then now he plays with rancid like what a downgrade mm, mm, maybe maybe not Maybe know. I'm crazy. I haven't, I haven't listened to all Rancid's 45 albums that sound the same, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't think I've listened to any Rancid albums since, like, I don't know, the stuff that they've been out in the 90s. Like, nothing that Brandon's been on I've ever listened to. Never, ever listened to. Rancid's a band that, Rancid is a band that's never going away, so you don't need to rush listening to their music. That's true. But then what's going to happen is on the pod, we're going to decide, okay, let's let's do one of their records. We're going to listen to, like, all 15 of their records. I go, oh my God, where have we been for the last 30 years? (laughs) Okay, so like, in all fairness, I don't think they have that many records. I think they probably have like 10. There's not a lot. I think it's like 15. I know they don't have like a lot, as many records as you probably think that they do because they've been around since like the early 90s. 
So I don't I don't think that they have as many records. They probably have a fuck ton of like EPs and live albums and shit they put out, but I don't think they have that many records. Oh my god. I I think you're you're absolutely wrong and I'm trying to buy time while I look. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> I would say I would say they have ten or less albums, but they probably have a ton of EPs and live albums that they've done. Okay, they have nine full lengths. So you're right. They have nine full lengths, two EPs, and two. Oh, comps. that's it. Yeah, I, I would have thought. Way I figured more they have that. way more EPs. That's what I would have thought too. And especially more albums. I thought they would have had way more albums, but apparently that's not the case. And it looks well, like Tim's always busy doing other shit. Yeah, with like you know the the stuff with transplants and then the stuff he was doing with the distillers and like he's been. And he's, Mars is he, also busy doing other shit all the time, running a record yeah. label too. I mean, they 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 do they, they do have a lot of extracurriculars, a lot of extracurriculars. Yeah. That's true, and it looks like Brandon's only been on three of the records since he joined. Three of why, the nine. Why are we even talking about fucking Rancid, dude? I don't want to talk about Rancid. <laughs> why? I thought you loved him. If I fall back there, that's a good song. You know that's a good song. Can't deny it. That's because I love pop punk, and that's a good pop punk Rancid song. What about Ruby Soho? Oh, I hate that's that song. That's a good song. one, too. Fucking hate oh, that song. Oh, fuck you. That's a good song. <laughs> it sounds like Ryan. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan says. Oh, God. Should so we play Choke Me then? Yeah, play Choke Me. That's my 2B. Because we, we go. talked about it. Choke me. <laughs> I had to play the whole thing. It's like two minutes. It's not well worth long. that ride. Yeah, well worth the ride. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you you like a good song. I'm I'm very happy you listen to the bonus songs. I do I wish that. Worried. I wish that Spotify separated the tracks. Of course, that way I could playlist this. I'm not playlisting fucking 14 minutes of this for. You can. Eight minutes. There's no. It's no, on there. They they put out a. Yes, you can. They they put out a like a like a compilation in two thousand eight of like B sides 
called Shallow Believer, and it's on there. It's on oh Spotify. Oh my god, dude! And so it's I on to, there. So I listened to all of this silence for nothing. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, like the the two minute and like ten second version of the song is on. Shallow yeah, Believer. there it is. Yeah, there it Dope. Is. I just can't play so, this right now. <laughs> so is the other one, just a little. That was on a different comp, but that one's also separate as well. I did see that one. I just typed that one in. Yeah. I probably should have just typed and choked me too, but you could have done that, but you chose not to. You chose to be stupid, but that's okay too. I'm stupid by this one. That's stupid. Anyway, so then what's your, what's your, should we move on to 3B? Should we talk about choke me more? What do you got? Uh, We can move on to 3B. Okay. What do you got for your 3B? Um, Well, my 3B is Taste of Ink. Okay. Makes sense. Which we already played, but that's okay too. I think it's, it's a good 3B. song. It's it is a it is a good song, and it kind of is the outlier of the record. It's it's very different. It's it's a lot more poppy. It's a lot more fun. It's actually a catchy song with a catchy melody, <laughs> and the whole thing just kind of rolls around, and it doesn't really. It's just fun. It's bouncy, and it's also probably because it was the first song you ever heard from them. No, yeah, this was definitely the first song I ever heard from the Used, yeah. but I still think it's the catchy song on the record. Isn't it also fun to sing the four o'clock in the fucking morning? Dude, I still like sing that like to this day. Like even I just in random bits. Even if it's not four o'clock, I'll I'll throw in like any time of the day. Too. I don't care. <laughs> I do any time. I swear to God, I do it in my head too. Every fucking time I hear it, I hear it like a le- or any number I say whatever in the fucking morning. Yeah, so, so dumb. <laughs> it's even more. Wor- it's probably worse like every day I do it. <laughs> it's worse because I don't listen to the used, but I will still just start <laughs> like, "Is it worth the can you even hear me?" And then I'll just stop. <laughs> but like because Renee knows the song, then then she knows what's up, and then that's all I need. This is a this is a banger of a song. The chord it progression, is. the pacing of the guitar is so good, and there's chicka chickas, and they go along with this cool little drum roll in the chorus, boss. Mm-hmm. But that's that's not like great drumming. That's just another little trick that he's using to kind of piece oh everything my God, together. Dude, I really don't know what your issue is with this this goddamn band. Like, like who cares if they're a little bit slower? Or they're trying to trick you. It's still fucking good. Like you, you're you're on this mission to hate to hate this album to hate this band. I I'm on this mission to like this band. Like dude. I wanted to so bad because this is the this is like the exact type of. Like the people under the stairs stuff, like they're not really good at rapping, mm-hmm. but I like them because you know they're they're out there, they're 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 putting themselves out there. They got this DIY ethic. I like it. I really wanted to like the used, and I wanted to love this album because it was their first. And there's a lot of things on here that are very raw, that are very garage band, a bunch of kids thrown together with a with a famous producer of the time and and there's a lot of things here that i like but then i just realized that dude this band is not very good Dang. like there's nothing really iconic about this band other than their name and i feel like they rode the coattails of taste of ink for a long time no but the hits on in love and death were huge too like you can't you can't just say that come on mm, well i mean i first like of all, all I that i've can got. say that all that I've got is is their second biggest song. If you look on Spotify, The Taste of Ink is their biggest song by far. And then All I've Got is their second biggest song. Mm. Taste of Ink is like <laughs> double the listens of anything else. So yes, I do but think you can't they rely on 
you can't rely on one source. You can't rely on just Spotify. Come on. Well, I mean, Spotify is is arguably besides Apple Music like the biggest what place music? for music. I guess the, the biggest place for people to intake music. I guess. I just, I really think all that I've got was bigger. No. Overall. No. 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 I think so. I, I think so. I think you're. I think you're one hundred percent wrong. Well, the lyrics in Taste of Ink, I, I don't know. I can't figure it out because, like, you get one verse, it sounds like one thing he's saying, and then the rest of the song is just wildly different and the opposite. So I just don't even know what he was trying to go for lyrically here. I don't know if you have anything on it, but I, I couldn't figure it out. What I figured out about Bert is he is so. It seems like he's so scared to just be himself. He's so scared to just be, I don't know, I guess for lack of a better word, normal. He's so Mm -hmm. afraid to just be okay. Like he's had these emotions for so long that when he doesn't feel depressed, when he doesn't feel anxious, it probably feels weird to him. And I think Taste of Ink really, really showed that he kind of just like enjoyed being himself. And like the second verse like this is specifically when I really felt that was so because when he, when he talked about how, how he's going to reach out and, and pick someone up to bring mm-hmm. them up to his level, I think that's like the first time and maybe like even the only time that we've ever saw Bert just like be okay just being Bert. Like it's cool. Like he's not happy. He's not sad. He's just, just is. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I think this is, this song is, is just about, being frustrated for so long about different emotions that it, it's it's okay to just be yeah sometimes okay that's fine that's fine just some sometimes i don't know i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i just don't know <laughs> that's so, a good song though. i like this song what was my th- um 3b 3b we're on 3b's i forgot is this your 3b too my th- no, no 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 my Taste of Ink is my 6B. Oh, of course, because it's popular and you got to go through no, the, I, the deep cuts first. I get no, it. No, I get no, it. No, I get no, it. No, it makes no, sense. No, no, it makes no, sense. No. Listen, no. listen, Palpatine. Palpitation. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. Come on. Box Full of Sharp Objects was a single, too. So. There you go. But anyway, yeah, no. Uh, Taste of Ink is fantastic. But my 3B is uh, the opening track, Maybe Memories. This is, uh, this is quite the opener. It's just like with the the feedback and the random noises and then it just like explodes and it you you just kind of don't know where it's going and like his his placement of screaming is so weird and there's no like big hook on this song which is fine you don't need big hooks if the the emotions there like you're pretty much listening to this band like to hear the the raw emotions of Bert and kind of the rest of the band feeding off of one another there aren't a ton of hooks and that's okay that's okay. As long as you go into it that way, which you didn't, obviously you went into this thinking, Oh, it's all going to be Feldy pop punk hits and this and that. But <laughs> I don't know. I wish you would have, would have gone into it with a better mindset. Let's just say that. To be honest, I th- like going it's, into it's this fantastic. straight up real talk. I thought this band was going to be more talented than they are. I I thought that this band well, was going to be that. better. I thought this band was going to just not be like, bad (laughs) (laughs) but when you honestly think about it if you look at like emo music especially and pop punk music like 
there are a lot of bands that aren't very good. No, you're right. You're right. And, there really and aren't. It was kind of like a, I don't know, like in this, was it like eye opening? A, a culture shock? Is that even like the right <laughs> term, a phrase? I, uh, maybe, maybe. Because you think of like the bands that that were really good in like the scene, like Taking Back Sunday, like they were so fucking good. But mm-hmm. like again, but, exception to the rule, right? There's so many other emo bands and post hardcore bands, and then like even post hardcore, like we talk about like at the drive-in a lot. It's like, well, not everybody can be that good. So, yeah, they, when they're know. the best. Like, what was I expecting? <laughs> so, I think like my expectations were way too high for this band. Yeah, I guess maybe knowing that so many people love this band, you wanted more. But still, come on. And Taste of Ink is, dude, it's not a bad song. It's a fucking banger of a song. And it is a good song. That's true. Totally so, is. I, maybe it's a I six just. Banger. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's, it's a 3B, but. Yeah, a little bit too low. <laughs> maybe it just I just I had too high expectations going into this. Maybe yeah. Maybe like give it like a year, and then you go back to this. You go back to this record after all this discussion. You'll probably like it a lot more. And on the other side, I had such low expectations for for Heartwork. I mm-hmm. thought that was going to be garbage because we even talked about a lot of the songs and <laughs> agreed we that did. they were not good. <laughs> It's very true. So I thought that was going to be absolute garbage, but it was a lot better. So, you know, expectations do have a huge impact on, like, the listen. It's true. Like, what I what I was thinking of was when we did the Beastie Boys record, all you all you ever talk about is Paul's Boutique and, like, Hello Nasty. Oh, so and then ev- everybody, anybody, ev- anything, oh, fuck. Wow. Everybody else talks about um, uh, License to Ill. That's like what everyone talks about. And then, so I was, I had these expectations for those two records, especially Paul's Boutique, because you liked it so much. And I was honestly kind of disappointed by it. Like what we talked about, I was just, I liked it, but I was disappointed by it, especially after hearing everything after it. You're not, I'm not done. But then when I've gone back to Paul's Boutique within the last few weeks, I like it so much more because I don't have those same high expectations like I had before. So I feel like if you, if you give this record some time, without listening to it, I think you'll enjoy it a lot more knowing the context of it all. I really think you will. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. There's like, there are things here that I normally would gush over, like the fact that they're not good at their instruments. That's not a, that's not a deal breaker. A lot of the music I listen to, they're fucking terrible. Yeah. And, and these guys have like this rapport within themselves to where everybody's cohesive and everybody enjoys playing music with each other. And it's mm-hmm. got Feldman on it, like the good Feldman. So the good Feldy, yeah. Like I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think you're right. I think I just had such high expectations for this, and because of that, I was just a little jaded. So I, you know, I don't know. Just a little bit. I don't know. Just a little bit. Mm, just right. a little bit. Mm, a little bit more. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna play a little bit of maybe memories because it's. I honestly think it's really good. It's a really good opener, and also the bridge where he says. I'm not going to look back and then it just kind of builds, builds and then he just fucking goes for it. I love it. So here's a uh, maybe memories from the used.
the song is like it's so all over the place but i love it so many cool parts and things that's what's exciting about this too is that it's not cookie cutter it's just they go all over the place and i love it how unfocused it can be at times i mean I, i i agree it's what's so shitty about like pop music and I mean, that's why. That's one reason why you like Prague so much is because it's like, it really de- it takes you places. Like it just does unconventional things and it makes it fun. Or at least when a band is good at it, it makes it fun and exciting. I feel like this is that, but to a much lesser extent. They're really just fucking around. I love and it. You are you are grasping at straws. <laughs> you are pulling on <laughs> strings here. That's right. No, it's uh, it's that's right. But like, but like. But I lime the 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 lyric glittering wax butterfly that is the most emo fucking lyric that is not only on this record but that is such a time stamp of this period. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it's one of those few. Oh, I love it. Like like a Treyu's butterfly notes. Wait, no. Oh Suicide God. notes and butt kisses. Suicide notes and butt kisses. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just like that. Like you cannot get more emo. Just using butterflies in general is just so. It's so cliche, yeah. but it, I don't know. Good stuff. So much of that, like, two or three year span of time. Like, there's nothing like it musically. It's so it's so bad, but it's sometimes <laughs> good. It's sometimes good. <laughs> sometimes it's good. Not this time, yeah. but sometimes and it's good. And this song maybe memories lyrically. It, most of the songs on this record is about his crazy drug addiction to heroin and many other things and just how he... W- was able to recover from it after realizing how just badly it was fucking him up. And that's kind of what this is about. It's him reminiscing on, on the fucked up times you, he had being fucked up. So that's an interesting way to start the album for sure. See, like I wish maybe there is something out there, but what would be really cool is if like Bert and who the fuck is a guitar? Oh Jesus. Dropped my phone. Bert and Quinn. If they Mm -hmm. just did like an acoustic thing, and it was just them two, and Quinn only played guitar, and then Bert just sang. Because I think there is a lot of depth there with both of them. Yeah. But I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't care for the, the, the band as a whole. I think they could do better. If it was know. just acoustic? Yeah. Because I think Bert could still scream and, and still be powerful like that because, I don't know, they, there are other people that, that do the same thing and, and do it well. Mm-hmm. But because his voice is so powerful and it is it is so earnest, I think he could do it better. Maybe. I, I mean, would, there is an acoustic song on the record. There are no strictly acoustic songs on the I record. I mean, come on. Well, come on. it's not strictly acoustic, but there are strings acoustic on elements. It, but it's like almost all acoustic. Outside of some of the the strings, it is on, almost all acoustic. You are right. So it's not even this one's not even part of your bangers. On my own is not even part of your bangers. No, it's no. Mm. I would have preferred a strictly acoustic song here. You don't always got to church it up with noise. Bert can no, carry agree, a song. Right? It's fine. Like, even though all you've been doing is talking shit on Bert, but he's the only part of the band that even matters. Hey, hey. You're a with, mess. You're a mess tonight. Without, You're honestly a mess Without tonight. Feldman, this band would never would have been popular, but without Bert, this would never have been a band. <laughs> like, that's that's fact. But also, you were talking about, like, Bert and Quinn. It's kind of sad because the song Blue and Yellow, yeah. did you read about that? I did. Like, how they were 
best friends and like oh and that song was so fucking mediocre really you thought so god that's what killed me the most is is the awesome story and like the cool relationship burton quinn had Mm -hmm. and then even the title itself like the blue plus yellow right like does that represent something is one of them blue is one of them yellow do those colors represent something when you mix them together you get green does that represent something i don't know there's a lot of like really cool stuff in here but damn, that song was kind of annoying. <laughs> oh, I was so disappointed <laughs> because I I read a lot about that song before I heard the song, and oh, I was just I was very disappointed. Well, maybe maybe if you went into it listening to it first before you you had read about it, well, do you think I, you would have liked it more? I don't know. I mean, so so like the best part of the song is when it, it finds itself after like a couple of minutes, and then the melody really comes up. But it's like the, the beginning is just trying too many things. Like, is it slow, hard, heavy, fast, sad? I don't know what the fuck it's doing. It's trying to do too many things, and it's taking away from the feeling that it's trying to convey. But it's kind of that chaos that makes it, I feel like, the chaos, the, the mild chaos that kind of makes it exciting. Like, I, I do understand what you're saying, but that's what's kind of cool about this band. They're, like, there's a lot of push and pull in this band. Like nobody really kind of knows where they stand, so they just kind of like all go for it, and for whatever reason, it kind of it really works out on this record, especially. So I love just kind of the chaos of it all. It's fun. It's well, exciting. I can, I can like, tell you where they stand. Everybody's just trying to keep up or match what Bert's doing because that's the only part of this band that even fucking matters. Or also, like what what think of it this way: like these guys know how Bert is, so like they let him shine, so they kind of. St- step back they kind of let him shine you know what i mean no i see that a lot yeah a lot of other bands but but then like jeff right or jeff Jeff. yes (laughs) the bass player yes he he doesn't have a lot he had maybe like two or three really good bass lines but even on his non-bass solo parts there's nothing complex there. There's nothing there that that would make me think like, wow, he's a really good bass player. He just doesn't really get his due, but at least he can still throw in chords. He can still throw in scales. It's just very dumbed down. So maybe he isn't like a great bass player. He just had to write a a a a, a fill to to match the song or whatever it is. So I I don't know. I don't even okay. know, Tyler. I'm really confused now. <laughs> Because you really want to like it, I know you I do. I do. Like again, I there are you, a lot I think of things really here that want. I do like. I think you really do like it. You're just you're trying really hard not to. That's what it is. No, that's really that's really no, what it is. No, you know what, Tyler. You know what? So okay, so <laughs> like greener, greener with the scenery, boring. This is I just don't, okay. this is another ballad type song. Like these are these are hardcore ballads. That's what greener with <laughs> with the scenery is. And JF got a little fingers in there, so he got some credits on there. Whatever. Boring. Noises and Kisses. Mm, this was this was kind of like in the middle of when I, I had to like wake myself up and like, hey, you gotta pay attention. Cause it was getting kind of boring here. <laughs> so whatever. But that bridge, but the bridge and noises and kisses, that or the breakdown, dude, his screaming is so good. So good. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. Continue and then, and then it just it went on on my own. I think it was boring. Pieces, pieces mended. Pieces I, of me, yes. 
No, <laughs> pieces of me. That, that's that's a solid closer. Come on, man. Eh, I, I like. It's, it's like it's like a little bit of everything they were doing on the record thrown into one song, which was kind of cool. The the best part. I even time stamped it. The best part of the song was at one ten. The bass drum comes in so sharp and deep, and it's really good. But before that, eh. Should I play it starting at like one oh four? No, you can start at one ten. That's why I timestamp it. But are we gonna get it at one ten? Like, are we no, actually gonna get it at like one fourteen, one fifteen? Oh, okay, but you didn't say that. Okay, so you're just kind of like throwing throwing numbers out here. Well, because I know how you are. I know how I am, and I know you know you, it's fine. All right, here we, <laughs> <laughs> here we go. Pierce is mended. Here we go. This song's really good. I don't I don't I just don't get it. They have they have parts to their songs that are really, really good. But then they have other parts that are just straight filler. And I don't know why they do that. And it's irritating because they maybe, can, they, maybe it's like, like too use, much of one great thing. Like they need something there to like balance out the greatness. Dude, this band could be this band could be forty five point seven times better than they are. If they just okay. didn't have so much damn filler. All right. All right. I don't really agree. Because, I mean, at least on this record, I think this record is through and through fucking solid. Oh so boy, many great highs and lows. Are you are you hinting at a perfect score? I don't know. I really don't. Oh, I, what, did I give, what did I give in Love and Death? I'm trying to remember what I gave, in, gave to that one. That was like old format and shit. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There's a moot point. Well, let me. Okay, so I got two more bangers. I'm, I'm okay, yeah, go through yeah, my bangers real quick, then we'll yeah, call it a day, I guess. Whatever. Say, say days ago. Okay, say days ago. Say days ago. Say, say. days ago. Yeah, that's my fourth banger. Ooh, that's your fourth this, banger too, right? Yeah, yeah, this is my fourth banger. So, what this one had was a really cool intro, and I love how the cymbal rings out in the intro, and it gets mm-hmm. like super quiet, and they really begin the song. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I that that little see like these little nuances, these little parts, and the like that what I just talked about, little bass hit, like these things. They could do more of these. They they have the potential to do these. It's almost like they're they're self medicating in that they don't want to do it. <laughs> they're 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 harnessing their own energy, and I don't know why because they could be better. They are really good though on this record. That's the thing. They are really good on this. They have a lot of potential. What I what I like about this song too is, is during the verses that like I, for lack of a better word or term for it, like the guitar harmonics, like kind of like they're almost like upstrokes. They should be like upstrokes, like on a ska song, but they're like like almost pinch harmonics or what are what would what would you say that is? No, I mean you know what I'm talking about. It's he's not, not like doing harmonics. he's not like doing ska upstrokes. He's just kind of like hitting chords on the offbeat, and so. Like I totally, not, I, I I definitely agree because it's 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 a little like off time or it's kind of like weird and he's it's almost like he's doing his own thing. Yeah, but he's not like hitting chords. He's 
That's what I'm saying. I think it's like a harmonic. It's just this like high guitar part. I don't know. Like I, I I wrote that here too. I just it's a cool high guitar part and Burst is screaming and it's really cool. It is great. And then the pre-chorus too. Oh my god, it's so Dude, good. then there's like, then there's like a silence. There's a silence before the makes me ill part. Yes. Oh, fabulous. Man, song is I think so it's good. fabulous. See, like they need to embrace all of their uniqueness and all of their quirkiness. They need to embrace the silences because they have a silence in the intro when the symbol rings out. And they also have a silence again before the makes me ill part, which I think is absolutely great. And, and as much as Bert screams as loud as his band can be, they need to embrace like all facets of how good they could be. Yeah. Cause they're yeah. not, they're not great musicians. So yes, they got to rely on a lot of tricks and stuff, but that's not a bad thing. And so they got to do it. Like but embrace this, it. Oh, it's fine. So much shit talking on this on this fucking album, man. I just I know they could do better. <laughs> they could have this album could have been no, better. They, they could. No, I, I honestly I, I agree with you. This album could be absolutely legendary had they done certain like added more of the heavy aspects to it, added added more of the refused aspects to it. This could have been a truly legendary record. Okay, how truly about this? Legendary. What if what if Ross Robinson had produced this album? I think this this could have been this at this time was two thousand two or two thousand three. This is like this would be post at the drive and this would be probably post Glassjaw and around the time of Blood Brothers. Like this could have gone down as probably one of the greatest post hardcore records of all time. Because there's Easily. potential there. It's just there it, is. Like I don't know. If if Ross if Ross could have been there to, to really grasp that that raw emotion from Bert and everybody else, which I feel like a couple of like Brandon, especially like really put his true heart and soul into this. Like this could have been, Oh my God, dude, if Ross had, had been a part of this at this time, it would have just been unreal. It would have been so fucking unreal. I, I agree. I, I, oh I think there is such, there's so much untapped energy here and it's just, it wasn't utilized properly, but there's already a lot of energy. That's the thing too. It's like, there's already a lot of energy and a lot of like craziness happening. Ah, <sighs> but I, I mean, Feldy did a like, great job. Don't get me you, wrong. Feldy, Feldy did a fantastic job on this record. You are a big used fan, and you know that there's untapped energy. I am not a big used fan, and I can still hear the untapped and, energy. So, and I and I've it's and I've said that from the beginning. I've said that from the beginning. I've always said like, if they did more songs like "Choke Me," "A Box Full of Sharp Objects," maybe "Memories of Say Days Ago," like if they did more songs like this, this could have really put this band on a completely other level. Not to say this album's bad because it's not bad at all, but had they had they focus on certain aspects, this could have just been absolutely legendary. I, I, I've said legendary like probably seven times. That's okay. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, Ross. Oh, dude, don't even get me. T- I already talked about Ross. Ross is the best, best, greatest producer ever, ever in music history. There you go. I I stand by that. I stand by that hundred percent. But yeah, say days ago. Should we just should we play it? Yeah.
So I'm gonna have to disagree with you on this song, especially when it comes to the bass, the bass playing. Like he has some really interesting and like squirrely parts on this song. Yes, he does. This is one of my bangers because he has a lot of cool bass lines on this song. Yes, there are a few. There are a handful of songs that he he has some some, cool stuff. He not a lot, but there are a handful of songs where he does shine. (laughs) You're such a hater. It's great. I, I'm not hating you. I, I, his transitions too. Like even even during the chorus of that song, he's not just like playing along with the guitar. Like he's like throwing in like little notes here and there to just kind of like accent everything else that's going on. It's 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 really it's a really fantastic song. And then Bert's like I said, the pre-chorus and Bert's <laughs> vocal, like how he just kind of like you hear that that progression from the verse to the pre-chorus into the chorus. Like you hear him getting more and more upset vocally and it just like explodes in the chorus. It's really good. Fucking great. So it's, I mean, just kind of on off topic, but is Jeff, he's the only other person that's been in there since the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff and uh, Bert. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. They, they fired Brandon, the drummer after the second album because he was the only one that was sober and they couldn't like handle that. So they fired him. And then, they fired Quinn after what was it, Imaginary Enemy, like a few years ago. After he took a leave of absence and then yeah, just never got invited back. That's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. And then that shit show with the guy from Seosin happened. And <laughs> I, it kind of makes me wonder, like, I wonder if they regret, like, totally fucking Quinn over. Like, they really fucked him bad. Because like, he didn't even know. Like, they they posted something on the face on the used Facebook about it and like social media, and that was the first time Quinn ever heard about him not being in the band anymore. Pretty Ugh, fucked up. That's so dirty. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> fucked up. Apparently, the same thing happened with the drummer Brandon too. Like he didn't know until the press release came out that he was fired from the band. So you have? Do you have one more banger? Uh, I do, and that is just a little. Just a little. Mm-hmm. Not believing. Little little Japanese bonus bonus track there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I can't believe this is like one of your bangers. That's unbelievable. Yeah, I don't know. What, what, what is it? Me? What is it about this that you like? Just so, like the like the tribal drums or what? I mean, obviously that's that's always a fun thing because any kind of tom usage is going to earn extra points for me because I like that. Mm-hmm. But like the bridge here is really cool, and Brandon just can't seem to shut the fuck up. Like he makes all these little noises, like he's itching to jump back in. Yeah, but where it leads to and when they kick it in, I think it's perfect. It's so good. <laughs> like, I love those little noises that he does. Like, I, the first time I heard it, I was like, why? Like, just shut the fuck up. Like, why are you still making little noises? Why do you have to hit that hymbal, that symbol right hit now? That little, that hymbal, right? That sit that hymbal right now. Why can't you just be quiet? <laughs> but it all worked out. <laughs> it does work out. Brandon's a solid drummer, dude. I don't know why you've, you've shit on him so much. On the pod, he's not like great. He just he does some cool he things has, here and there. Yeah, he has like really cool parts. He's not like yeah. the most amazing drummer ever. That's what you're saying. He, he is. He's really not. Ama- he's no, not he, the most amazing. He just has cool he just parts. Has, he has. He's a good writer. It's like Lars Ulrich. Lars Ulrich is not a very good drummer, but damn, he writes really good music. He writes really good parts. That shouldn't that shouldn't be there. That shouldn't sound that good. But for whatever reason, they do. Mm, I don't know about like, that. I, that's I, kinda, I don't. I don't know if I would I stretch it that far. But also, but also, Brandon, I feel is like a much groovier drummer than Lars. Yes, but this is a good song. Just a little is a great song. But 
can't believe it's a, two of your top five bangers are the bonus songs. That's I know. So weird. And one of them, That's like, so it irritated me because I, un- until now, I didn't think I could playlist it. So when I listened to Choke on Me multiple times, or I skip me, or Choke Me, Choke on Me, I skipped Polly because Polly's annoying. So I had to like constantly like navigate the little Spotify bar back and forth to find Choke Me. <laughs> so annoying. Imagine, imagine as a kid, Jeff, when you have this only on a CD, and you had to fast forward it on a CD player every time, and then hope at the end of it that you can catch it and rewind it before. The CD actually ended. Well, this that came sucked. out. This came that out sucked. in the point where we could just almost. We were almost to the point where we could just download it to our computer, but we weren't quite there yet. Right. We weren't quite there yet. So there were many, many times where I had to listen to "Choke Me" and I had to make sure it didn't. It didn't hit that very end part to restart the whole CD over. That would be very annoying. That was very annoying. Yeah, it was very fucking annoying. But anyway. Okay. Just a little. It. Just a little. It. Should we play it? Should we play just a little? Yeah. All right. Here we go. From the used, the bonus track, Japanese bonus track. Screaming so good in this song. All right, so yeah, that's just a little from the used. Should we uh, should we wrap it up or give our ratings or what? What do you think? Let me just look through my stuff here. Stuff my stuff no. here. Because that was your fifth, right? Just a little was your fifth. Yeah, I have no more bangers after that. Okay, I do. Li- I do was, like was my fifth, but uh, we don't have to play it. Um, what were you gonna say though? Okay, I mean, bling is 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 fine. I thought it was okay, but. Eh, but it's but. fine. <laughs> Actually, to be honest, now that I'm reading my notes, I have, there's no reason why I shouldn't rank this a banger. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why either. It's, it's an absolute fucking so, like, banger. Like this, so I, I wrote that that they have this way about them that make it seems like their music is really frantic. Like the music itself is kind of crazy, and Bert's vocal delivery is obviously frantic sounding, but it's all held together really well. And here, the mm-hmm. bass really pumps out like this line, and the guitar is thrown in these weird like offbeat. Like those ska chords we talked about earlier, just just yeah. I don't know, it's kind of offbeat, I guess. But 
I don't know. I I, I rank this as an okay. There's some great buildup in this song too, and Bert's screaming is insane on this one too. Uh, and I love how just like in in the especially the first verse, it's so stripped down. It's just like uh, it's it's so good. There's like nothing heavy about it, but it's still like really driving forward. I love it. Great song. I'm not gonna play it. Okay. Because we've been talking for a while. I feel haven't we? We're like almost three and a half hours in. Yeah. The whole thing. But anyway, uh, should we just wrap it up, give our ratings, and go home? Yeah, we could wrap it up. I really got nothing else super important to say. Okay. So then what are your final thoughts and your rating out of our three-point rating system, where three is a perfect album, two is a good album, a great album you're going to continue to listen to, one is a bad album, but you should give it a shot, and zero is uh, just probably the worst thing you've ever heard in your life. So what do you got? Oh, then I got... So... I I guess <laughs> I don't know. I honestly I don't know. This was this was a weird one. They have like the artwork was so bad. And really, you thought so? No, sorry. Like the the album artwork was it artwork. Yeah, artwork. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You really thought the album artwork was that bad? No, the album comma artwork. The album they oh, did. Oh, 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 the the album, album the, the album the actual the, album. The LP okay, artwork. Yeah, got it. Got it. I yeah, got it, I got that it. was terrible. And so. I don't know, man. This was such a weird ride. And I listened to him kind of on the drive. And so I was, I had no choice but to focus because I, I couldn't do anything else. <laughs> and everybody else was napping. So it was just me hanging out by myself, listening to the use, which was cool most of the time. So it was just yeah. like a lot of, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of highs and lows, a lot of back and forth of whether or not I think this band is even good. Mm-hmm. And so I don't. Maybe that was like the intention. I have honestly, I have really no idea. This is this is a band that I really just don't even know what to think. <laughs> and even after doing I mean, this now, I still don't even. Uh, now, like I'm questioning my even. I gotta go back to my rankings and look. I think you should honestly put this self-titled record higher, but I, I mean, definitely will never put this above in Love and Death. But it should definitely be above Hard Work. I mean, that's just like straight up, just like what is going on with you. I think I, I may. I just don't get it. I just don't like <laughs> even objectively. I just don't get why you would put hard work above this record. Did maybe like, it's just, just like so opposite? Maybe and, I. I just know that this is where music is now. So I don't know. Learn to love so, it. I so guess. you're just trying your best to get to get used to it. Yeah, because I, I really don't want to. You know, so. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know, Jerry. Jerry. This is this is a good listen, and uh, of course it was. Lies for the liars and above were was solid. The canyon, imagine imaginary enemy in artwork. I will never go back to again, ever. All right. I mean, I, I can't win them all. I'm probably going to go back to the used and heartwork this week, and and then maybe see which one truly wins, truly passes Just the test. Rankings, of course, yeah. But uh, which is not something I've. I don't think we've ever really done that before, like adjusted rankings. After We always well, just do new rankings. That's true, yeah. We never like we adjust old rankings. Yeah. So I don't know. I again I this was this was a weird this was a weird listen for me. I've never really I don't know, this band was not very the, the band is not good. Like none of these guys are very good. <laughs> but that's but, okay. But they're kinda good together. So mm-hmm. like a they're like the two thousand two world champion Anaheim Angels. Like none of those guys are really great oh or spectacular God. but together just a scrappy bunch of guys won a world series of 
course you would bring that up. Well, <laughs> you know. Of course. So I don't know. I'm probably I'd probably do two point two five. That high. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. I did not expect that. I thought it would barely make a two. Well, dude, the good was good. Like really yeah. good. And the yeah. bad, it wasn't like bad. It was just it kind of droned on. No, it was fine. All right. Two point I mean, I'll I'll take it. I'll take a two point two five. As long as you put hard work uh, below it too. I'm I'm well, totally hard okay. work I'd probably do like two point nine, two point nine nine. Get the fuck out. <laughs> it's not perfect. No, I agree. It's not perfect. <laughs> Uh, it's like one of the farthest things from perfect you can ever get. But uh, all right, two point two five for you on this used record. Would you rather listen to nine or heartwork? Uh, nine. Oh, nine. Totally nine. I'm not <sighs> even that is like not saying a lot. Like you'd rather listen to heartwork than nine? No, I love nine. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because you're you're a fucking weirdo. That's okay. Uh, final thoughts. There is a lot of nostalgia here for me. This is this is a band that I just grew up really really liking, and uh, I think the songs are fantastic. I love the raw emotion of it. I love the the chaos of it all. I think it's it's just it perfectly encapsulates. Encaps- fuck, what was that fucking word? Perfectly, perfectly encap- encapsulates encapsulates this like moment of music history, especially with us growing up in the scene. Like this was the band, and this is me like really really liking john feldman and like what he was doing in music there's so many cool things about this and the music videos to this and it's just it was such a cool time and i still think i honestly still think the songs really hold up and it like this week i really i really heard and understood the amount of influence that the band refused had on this band especially the guitar playing the guitar playing is so much like the you or like refused it's crazy. And I, so I think that I really, really, really like that, but they still kept it their own style. And I'm going to have to give this album a perfect three. I don't do it much. I don't do it often. Don't do it often. But I got to give it a perfect three. Well, I mean, you don't have to give it a perfect three. Well, I do when it is a perfect three. This is not a perfect album. It is, no, dude. What? It is no, it's so not. fucking good. It is so good. Oh, my God. There's a little bit of everything for people here. Except for like big hooks, but outside of that, what about people that like big hooks? (laughs) Well, that's it's still perfect for them. (laughs) Still perfect for them. (laughs) That's the way she goes. It's that good. It's that good that people who like big hooks can get over that and still really love the record. I was honestly like like listening to this this week. I thought, you know, Tyler picked this album. I wonder if he thinks like this is his favorite or a perfect, or if he just picked this. Because it's just their first album, and I really didn't know. Like, there's <laughs> no you know. way this is. This is no way that this is perfect. This is not. <laughs> you got to listen to it ten more times. Like you thought the same thing about Neighborhoods, and now it's your second favorite. So I mean, what? it happens. What you'll, Neighborhoods you'll is not grow my up. second you'll favorite. Grow why? Why, you'll grow why? Why are you saying that? Because it is. No, self-titled no. is their best, and the Neighborhoods is their second. At best, best Neighborhoods has broke my top four. But it's never been in my it's, top it's three. It's your top two. It's top two. You <laughs> sure as hell won't ever break my top two. Uh, well, you 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 always thought a lot of things, but you, <laughs> you always things, thought so. a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. Like right? Santa was real. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Right. I have thought a lot of things in my life. It's the way she goes. Just thinking mean, in my head. Just thinking in your. 
<laughs> That's still one of the funniest things ever. Do we have anything else to say? Do we got? Um, are we? Are we good? No, good we're. Go? I'm just. I'm waiting for you to play the uh, the song. But the outro. Yeah, yeah. Queued up. There it is. Yeah, there it is. It's right here. So yeah, thank you all for listening to the podcast. This has been quite the episode. Thank you all for listening. Uh, go to iTunes. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Ask Nine Radio. Uh, stay tuned for next week's episode because I'm sure it'll be fun. And fuck, I got nothing else to say. What about you? Uh, no. All right, that's it. That's all. Here we go. But you always like, yeah, I want to listen to Misfits, man, because they're tight. That's how you talk <laughs> exactly. back then. <laughs> I sound like a really stupid Tom DeLonge. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah that Poway <laughs> accent. <laughs> this album has got the life on it. The greatest song ever written. Duh. Sounds great through these speakers. Duh. And uh, I fucking love this record. I fucking love it. It sounds amazing. I, I'm so happy with it. And go to iTunes. Go rate, review, and subscribe. Go rate, review, and subscribe to there to us on there. Or no, fuck, dude, I don't even know. Who gives a fuck? Rate, review, and subscribe to there. <laughs>